No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 89 where Ethan writes a contemplation. In the first part of the psalm, he sings of the Lord's mercies and might. Who is like him? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Psalm 89. It says, A contemplation of Ethan the Ezraite. Now, according to 1 Kings 4.31, Ethan the Ezraite was a wise man who was a contemporary of King Solomon. This is a long psalm, 52 verses, and it speaks of God's mercies and his covenant with David. Psalm 89, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall establish in the very heavens. What better theme could there be than to sing of the mercies of the Lord forever? I don't know about you, but I love worship. I love to be able to just magnify the Lord in song and to to know that we're going to be doing this forever in heaven. It's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to hear what that choir is going to sound like. And I don't know what kind of instruments they're going to have in heaven, but it's going to be amazing, I'm sure. Now, he says, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. And again, this is something we all get to do. We get to talk about how faithful God is. What an amazing record God has of good deeds, of good words. And we get to share that. But he had this sense of sharing it not only to his generation, but to all generations generations. And the way you do that, of course, would be to write things down so that it could be passed down to the next generation. Or like I'm doing here, I actually get to record things and hopefully this will get passed down to my kids and grandkids and and so on and so forth. And so that's the idea is to share the faithfulness of God with future generations. Mercy shall be built up forever. Now, that's a beautiful thing that God is continually building up his mercy because he delights in mercy. And he says, your faithfulness you shall establish in the heavens. And what are they doing throughout heaven? Well, they're declaring the faithfulness of God. They're admiring what God does. We're told that even angels long to look into the wonders of God's salvation. And so he establishes his faithfulness even in the heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to my servant David, your seed I will establish forever and build up your throne to all generations. Selah. Think about that. So he says, I've made a covenant with my chosen and sworn to my servant David. Now, now we know this is going to be fulfilled through Jesus Christ that Jesus is the son of David whose throne will be established forever. Now, the thing about 
whenever God makes a covenant, you know that you can count on it. We are told in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17, about the covenant that God made with Abraham. And the writer of Hebrews says, God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. This is the wonderful thing about God. Whenever God makes a covenant, you can take that not only to the bank, you can hold on to it forever and ever because he cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. Is there anything that's impossible for God? Yes, he cannot lie. And so this covenant that he made with David, that the seed of David, which is ultimately Jesus Christ, would reign forever and ever. That is an absolute truth that God cannot, will not change. And the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints. For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened to the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. Okay, so first off, the heavens will praise your wonders. You know, I think about that whenever I look up into the starry-filled sky. I love to go camping, and late at night, there's no city lights, and you can see the Milky Way, and, and you just look at all that and go, wow, God, you are awesome. And as you begin to realize how vast the universe is, and these are just the wonders of God. He knows the stars by name. You know, he threw them all out there. He developed the whole thing. He designed it, and it all speaks of how wonderful he is. Your faithfulness will be praised in the assembly of the saints. This is why church is so important and why even with a COVID world, we need to come together in worshiping the Lord because as we come together in the assembly of the saints and praise the Lord, it builds our faith and it's really what we have been created to do. Who can be compared to the Lord? Now, you know, it would be a bummer to have to praise God if you didn't find any Thing worth praising, but that's certainly not the case. I mean, who can be compared to the Lord in all that he has done, in his redemption, in his creation, in his love, in his mercy, in sending his own son to die on the cross in my place to take the sins that I've committed upon himself? I mean, who can you compare to the Lord? And so he is a God who's greatly to be feared. Now, I think that's something we've sort of lost sight of in a lot of ways. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the Bible tells us. The fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil. But I think a lot of times we sort of treat God like he's our good buddy in the sky or something rather than the awesome being that he is worthy to be reverenced, worthy to be feared. O Lord God of hosts, who is like you, O Lord? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You have broken Rahab in pieces as one who is slain. You have scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world in all its fullness. You have founded them. The north and the south. You've created them. Tabor 
and Hermon rejoice in your name. Those are two mountains in Israel. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand and high is your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. So who is mighty like you? Who has done the amazing mighty deeds that you have done? Your faithfulness surrounds you. I like that. I just get this picture of God clothed all around him in faithfulness. It goes before him. It comes behind him. He's just eternally faithful. You rule the raging sea. Now, I've never been a sailor out at sea, but I can imagine when you go through a terrible storm that you're just looking for anybody to just stop it. And of course, that's what Jesus did on the Sea of Galilee. He just said, be still. And he calmed the raging sea. Only God can do that, by the way. You broke Rahab in pieces. Rahab is a code name for Egypt. And uh, so he busted them apart when he delivered his people. The heavens and earth are yours. What chunk of real estate anywhere does not ultimately belong to God as far as you can see into the universe? Uh, any place in this planet, it's all the Lord's. He made it. And, uh, and we belong to the Lord as well. The Bible says in Revelation that God is worthy to be praised because he has created all things and for his pleasure and by his will, we have been created. Now, you know, you may not like that. <laughs> you may say, well, uh, I don't want to be created for his pleasure and his will. Well, too bad. There's nothing you can do about it. And the reality of it is we belong to him. And what is our role? Our role is simply to acknowledge who he is, to worship him accordingly. You have created north and south. So both poles of the planet God has created. You have a mighty arm, a strong hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. You know, where can you go to find perfect justice? You look to the judges of our courts today. They don't always give perfect justice, but God does. That's the foundation of his throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. And I love, I love that because those are sort of opposites in a way. You know, you think of mercy as just being kind, being gracious, but truth means that you have to be just. And so both mercy and truth go before his face. God balances mercy and truth, and the way he does it is at the cross of Jesus Christ. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. In your name, they rejoice all day long. And in your righteousness, they are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. And in your favor, our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord and our King to the Holy One of Israel. So blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. I, I just love joyful worship, hearing God's people make a joyful sound to the Lord. And those people that participate in that truly are blessed. They walk in the light of your countenance, knowing that we are under his favor having his word and walking in the light of that, what a benefit that is to us. They rejoice in your name all day long. Do you do that? You rejoice in the name of the Lord throughout the day. Hey, it's, it's a way that we can have a feast for our soul throughout the day. They are exalted 
in your righteousness. Now, here's the thing. God gives to us his commandments, his righteousness. He tells us to walk in that. And when we do, what happens? He exalts us. He blesses us. He prospers us. Our shield belongs to the Lord. He is our shield. He's a shield about us. And he is our protector. He's taking care of us. He won't let the enemy come in without first filtering that. You know, no weapon that is fashioned against us is going to prosper. Our king belongs to the Holy One of Israel. Now, we may argue about who we think should be in office, who should be our president, who should be our king, as it were. Uh, But the bottom line is God is ultimately sovereign. And it says in Proverbs 21.1 that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. And so, you know, it's good that we vote for the people that we want in office and all of that. We should pray for them for sure. But at the end of the day, it is still God who's in control and he's moving upon people as he will. And so we can rest in that. So again, this is a great psalm for focusing on just how worthy God is of our praise. And so we should magnify his works, rejoice in him. And as we will see tomorrow, it's going to go into more of the details about the covenant that God made with David. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll conclude Psalm 89 as Ethan remembers God's covenant with David. But now God has cast them off. Where are the Lord's former loving kindnesses? We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.